Hey everyone, and welcome to Mission Impact Series with Tracy V. Allen and Taikisha Boone. So today's theme, you know, we do the four part themes. This is going to be called From Impact to Inspiration. And we're going to talk about measuring and evaluating the impact that nonprofits and other social enterprises um, create. Um, we're going to highlight inspiring stories by people who are making real differences in their community, because we know people. And <laughs> we're also going to explore the methods um, that organizations use to measure their impact and evaluate their effectiveness, right? Mm -hmm. So stay tuned and we're going to start talking. So the first topic we're going to be talking about is measuring impact. How do you measure impact? And this is a question that we get all the time. How do I measure what I'm doing in the community? So we're going to discuss various methods and tools that nonprofit organizations and social networks can use to measure impact. This could include exploring um, quantitative and qualitative matrix, um, examining the roles of data and analytics and impact measurement, and share best practices for impact measurement and reporting. Yes, you do need to report your impact. So again, my name is Tracy V. Allen. I'm an impact strategist with Impactors Management Group. I help social impact um, ventures to design, build, and fund their social impact ventures so that they can live the lifestyles that they desire while impacting their communities. And I am Tycoon, Tykeisha Boone, as Tracy um, <laughs> said. I work mostly with nonprofit organizations, helping them to move startup and struggle to sustainability and success. I'm rubbing my eyes right here because I'm in Alabama and the weather gets funky, right? Oh, not, I don't know what's happening. So, Something fell in and out something. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it didn't. I'm just kind of like that. Um, but I like, you know, I did a I did a webinar this this week on on impact, and it amazes me that about how many organizations don't really know what impact is. Um, a lot of them kind of venture into outcomes and outputs and they're thinking that this is impact and i keep mm -hmm. and I repeat it and i go you know what impact is when you are bringing forth a difference when you make a change in someone's life someone's circumstance someone's situation someone environment then you know that you have created an impact am i really making a difference or am i just am i just doing something right um think about you know the un the unhoused and the the homeless population and people who need food you know, giving them food, um, having giving them something to eat today is a service. You're doing something. They're coming out for food. You got you got output and you got outcome. But are you making a difference with the organization? You know, how how consistent are you with this delivery? What happens next after you feed them? What's that thing mm -hmm. that's gonna change their environment, change their situation, change their circumstances? Sometimes people just kind of stop before they get there. Well, they stop because they don't know any better, right? And I think we've mm -hmm. made this analogy on many occasions where, yes, granted, you can go out because we just did one on, you know, people feeding the community. And when we listened to that video, one of the things that they said in the video is that the food was a catalyst to getting them to sign up for services, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't just keep feeding someone who's homeless and think that you're making a change because at the end of the day, that person is still unhoused because that's the, that's the um, politically correct terminology. So the person is still unhoused. The point of doing this 
is not only to fill their stomachs in that immediate um, time frame, but to actually enact some type of change. So in giving them food, you are establishing trust, right? That you are someone who's trustworthy because you're not going to just hand them the food. You're going to hand them the food and have a conversation, right? Get to mm -hmm. find out something about that person. Why are they homeless? What are their needs? What are their wants, right? What services can you provide? Maybe your organization doesn't do that. Maybe all you do is provide the food. But then this is why we talk about partnerships, right? Because one organization can't help everyone. We need partners to help us to come up to, um, to get the bigger mission um, in place. So, okay, mm -hmm. if you find out that this person may be on the streets because they have mental health issues, you have a mental health partner that you can refer them to and make sure that those people have outreach partners who can actually go into the streets and because they're not, the person on the street is not going to go to the mental health profession, professional, right? Mm -hmm. So they may have to send an outreach worker to kind of build that trust to and then lure that person in so that they can get the help that they need. The impact is in that person leaving that corner, wherever the, or under the bridge, wherever they are in the unhoused situation, is them leaving that situation and moving into a more societally acceptable role, right? Living in some type of housing, whether it be halfway housing, you know, subsidized housing, it doesn't matter. And then becoming employed and becoming a quote unquote productive citizen of, of the community. That is the impact, the overall impact. Everything else is just activities and like you said, outcomes, right? And outputs. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you mentioned, you know, partnerships. And I know a lot of organizations don't have the capacity to do the whole thing, right? Okay. I can't mm -hmm. do outreach and house you and give you a job. But if my partners can do this, let me do my little piece. Right. They do their little piece. And together we can we can create impact. And this is how, you know, people come to me all the time, Tracy, for funding. And they, I want grant. I want this. Those partnerships, that is what make you attractive to grant funders. Everybody's yeah. wanting to be in their own little thing. Oh, I, somebody gonna do my take my stuff and do this kind of stuff, and whatever. You, you ain't doing nothing but giving out boxes. But if they're over here providing mental health care and they're down there providing, uh, you know, transitional living support, get together uh -huh. and do work so that everybody can get a little piece of the pie. You know, if this this organization that we we just that you just I had on the video earlier, right? That mm -hmm. that organization. If they were out here, if you can't do outreach effectively, get somebody else to, to do it. Yeah. If your if your main thing is to connect them with jobs and do all that, you do that. Don't be greedy. Right. And say, well, we'll do this. Right. This is not what we do. This is not what we want to do. Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what we know talk about staying in your lane. Right. And we've mm -hmm. talked about that before. If you're not a personable person, so that means that you're more introverted or you just don't really like people then don't deal with people. Hire somebody to do that, right? Um, if you know you don't like outreach or you're afraid of the population that you serve, I'm going to say that again because there are people who are literally afraid of the population that they serve, um, then you need to have a barrier between you and the population. You don't need to be in direct contact with them. And that can be done either through hiring people, getting volunteers or getting partnerships and collaborations so that it takes some of the weight off the areas that you're weak in so that you can excel in your strength and someone else can take over those areas of weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
<laughs> Anything else you want to add? Huh? You know, there's lots of organizations out here doing work, you know, doing um things, you know. Um, it just comes down to to understanding what impact is and how you're mm -hmm. making a difference. I think, you know, most people stumble at that part where they're just kind of stuck on, yeah, we're providing utility assistance or yeah, we're, we're doing all these services, um, but they're not really understanding the transaction versus the transformation. And once you get into transformation, then you know that's impactful because we've changed something. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, because I talk all the time about transformative effect, right? That's like, you know, you've seen the transformers. They're one thing one, one time and then they turn into something else. And that's what you want. You want people to turn into something else. And like you brought up utility assistance. And that is a big thing, right? So everybody wants to get um, allow people to have warm homes during the wintertime. Okay, to me personally, um, if you're a nonprofit providing utility assistance um, services, after about three years, because you're supposed to have data, so you should know how often someone is coming to you for those utility assistance services. After about three years, you need to really look. If you have people coming to you every year for three years, you really need to take a deep dive. Um, look into your, the data that you have collected. Do some data analytics and figure out what is going on because they should not need you for three years straight every mm -hmm. single year they should not need you you need to find out what is going on with the population of people that are coming to you for that particular service right what is it that they're lacking that is causing them not to be able to pay their own utilities on a yearly basis right mm -hmm. and then you either need to create some subservices again or partner with some other people who can get them the services that they need it could be low um low wage jobs that they have that you know maybe they don't have the skills maybe they don't have a high school diploma it could be a whole array of different things that is keeping them in the economic um standing that they're in that is like oppressing them basically and causing them not to be able to live and maintain a lifestyle where they're able to sustain the basic things their utilities right to stay warm during the summer or cold you know, cool during the, um, sorry, stay warm during the winter or cool during the summer, keep the lights on, make sure that, you know, if their kids have asthma, they have their nebulized electricity for your nebulizer, whatever it is, you need to figure out what is truly going on with the people that you're serving and making sure that you create programs and services that have a transformative, transformative effect, which is the impact, right? Or that you partner with other programs and services, whether it be for-profit or non-profit, to help you to create that transformative effect. And I think, you know, a lot of it goes back to services versus programs. Sometimes we are the oppressor. Sometimes it's like, okay, well, I'm going to pay your utility bill. You don't got to worry about it. Because you become it. a crutch. And I'm going to come, I'm every, yeah. every month when you're paying it, I'm going to come and get the assistance, right? But mm -hmm. you're not... This, there's a, there's an organization here locally that does things like that. Well, they'll pay your utility bills. But as a condition of them paying your utility bill, you have to agree to come to a couple of their financial literacy classes, right? That's so right. we're not going to pay. And this is what you get in exchange for coming to our financial literacy class. We'll pay your utility bill. You have to sign an agreement to come because the utility payment is urgent. So we're going to go ahead and pay it. But you're going to you're going to come. You can't come to us again for utility assistance, especially if you didn't come to the financial literacy class, right? right? So being mm -hmm. able to do things like that, where even if you're not making enough 
income, if you're coming to the financial literacy class, you can learn how to budget better. If you're making a little bit, you can maybe learn how to, whatever it is that you have to do to ensure mm -hmm. that you're not going to meet every month or every two months to pay the same bill. Right. And that makes sense. That makes absolute sense. So, all right, guys. Well, that wraps up this session. Uh, make sure to join us back again next week as we talk about evaluating effectiveness. Until then, bye, everyone.